Welcome to another episode of Fill in the Blank Podcast. We're here to talk about Project Storm Fury. What comes to your mind when I say that, Evan? Some intense shit, dude. So do you think of storms? Do you I think, think of, of storms? Furies? I think of really angry, mad, big, angry eyebrows with weird, angry faces on a storm cloud, you know? Like, <laughs> like big, angry eyes. The sky's angry. Yeah, it's like super. It's gonna kill you. It's well, gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Project Storm Fury was an attempt to weaken tropical cyclones by flying aircrafts into them and seeding them with silver iodide. The project was run by the United States government from 1962 to 1983. The hypothesis was that the silver iodide would cause super cold water in the storm to freeze disrupting the inner structure of the hurricane, which led to the seeding of several Atlantic hurricanes. However, it was later shown that this hypothesis was incorrect. It was determined that the most hurricanes do not contain enough supercooled water for cloud seeding to be effective. Additionally, researchers found that unseeded hurricanes often undergo the same structural changes that were expected from seeded hurricanes. This finding called Storm Fury's success into question, as the changes reported now had a natural explanation. The last experimental flight was flown in 1971 due to a lack of candidate storms and a changeover in NOAA's fleet, more than a decade after the last modification experiment. Project Storm Fury was officially canceled, although a failure in its goal of reducing the destructiveness of hurricanes, Project Storm Fury was not without merit. The observational data and storm life cycle research generated by Storm Fury helped improve meteorologists' ability to forecast the movement and intensity of future hurricanes. So, it's a failed project, canceled, because we couldn't affect how we change a, a hurricane but this comes to the idea i thought of this when chris was talking about what happened with um they say that a hurricane was coming or a tornado was coming at the buildings or something in at 9 11 or something where we talk about the government creating natural disasters that's hmm. ridiculous to think do you think the government can control weather i mean we can control the tides we can control a bunch of things it's hard to think we can find a way to create a tornado or be able to misdirect it if See, this is another thing where we might disagree on, because if, if, if the government can control the weather, then you know, the, the government at its core, it's made up of human beings, you know. And human beings care about each other a lot. Like, a lot, a lot of people in government positions have family in New York or whatever, and, like, all over the world. If, a go if we actually attain technology to control the weather, I think... <clears throat> I think, pe like, anyone in power would probably do their best to get that on public use, you know, just use for benefiting the public. Like, there's a drought, you know. Here, have a light rainstorm to resupply water in this area, you know. Hurricanes coming your way, disperse it. Or, like, imagine the potential of being able to control the weather. I think... Um, we kind of agree on this part of it, mostly on, like, I think it would be beneficial if we could find out how to control nature and avoid certain scenarios where, like, a, a deadly disaster comes in. But I think the government can't be using this type of technology to, to stop every single hurricane or they would be in movement. Much like we're like, 
why doesn't God save us or something in this situation? Because he can't put his hand into everything. He can't answer everyone's single prayer. It's that whole idea. Like, the government can't just flash this around. They can't just learn to protect like that. Or they'd be obvious that they can control weather. And I think that we're so advanced for that. If we do have something like that, they actually could affect weather. I believe there might be a way to avoid certain scenarios being able to detect something where it might you know, be present later. Like if we have a giant hurricane coming in, they're saying they're being able to predict where it's going to hit certain areas and evacuate that area. I think that's a good thing with technology that we're getting farther into. But the whole idea of being able to throw something into a hurricane to stop it or dissipate it, I, I don't think we're at the level where you're, it's like a biodome you can control. I want it to snow, and hit a button and it snows. Yeah. We're not at that level at all. If, if we even get to the level where we can just disperse, like, disastrous storms that would go so far to save so many lives like you hear so many like in foreign countries like that like putting that much effort in it's just to like you talked about disaster relief like remember haiti yeah like imagine if like we didn't have to relieve haiti we just saved them from a fucking hurricane. You but know? do you think that was weird because it was happening at the same time our conflicts with North Korea were really, really high? I don't know, man. We're dealing with Kim Jong-il, not Un, but we're dealing with Kim Jong-il, and like we're, we're, there's a bunch of stuff in the media about them, and then randomly Haiti gets an earthquake. Because that could be a conspiracy. A lot of conspiracy theorists would chalk that up to being a government influence with this uh, causing an earthquake or something. Man... It's hard, to, it's hard to think because where we find stuff that comes out like later about like, what, the government had this? The government had like this type of technology back then? It's like, where are we at right now that there's coming <clears throat> from us? You know, there's secrets everywhere. Cause that's the, that, the thing that really holds me up every time I think of what if the government has this kind of thing? People are stupid. People can't keep a secret like that. Like, God, like... The president of the United States got got caught like getting a blowjob and <laughs> ruined his entire like term. Maybe that was a purposeful act, so the government was getting someone was catching on to the government or something. Maybe. You got to think there's all these different things that could be at play. There's many hands when it comes down to the new world order, not the team with Hulk Hogan on it, the wrestling team, but a new world order like the Illuminati and all that. What yeah. is the dark society? master puppeteer that's controlling all of us that seem like puppets not to be giant conspiracy theorists but it's weird to think that we're as free as we want to be we say america land of the free but you get taxed even after you're dead so it's like the world's a little bit of a crazy place to live in i mean i see people are stupid I like to think there's hope out there. Some I like people to, are geniuses. I like so. to think that, you know, there's there's an Elon Musk in everyone. Like, I like to think yeah. that everyone's got a little bit of light and everyone can shine it. But it's 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 you can't be completely objective over the fact that the government is, there's a little bit a little bit of fuckery, as you might say, going around in yeah. there. Well, failure of the program boiled down to the fact of how difficult it actually was to wait for a perfect candidate. So waiting for that perfect storm... To be able to test, oh, the wind's too off. We can't fly today. It's like, oh, okay. So eventually they had missed a bunch of hurricanes and not too many came around. So there were giant year gaps between the 21-year program. There was just like a couple of years where there weren't any hurricanes. 
sensitive sensitivity to the idea of man messing with nature how something would be dangerous about the storm that could be chalked up to the project's fault so a lot of people when they found out about this project they're like so that's why that hurricane was so bad because you guys were affecting it you guys poured this chemical into it it made it worse it was just like burning acid sharknado you guys tried to create sharknado that's it's on its eighth movie i don't think we're uh jesus it's gonna be at like 20 by the time we're like like 10 years from now maybe our kids gonna be living in sharknado 30 that's an ultimate weapon sharknado god people being afraid of science that's a that's a dead meme i'm not (laughs) afraid of science i'm afraid of where we're taking it maybe how uh, do we need an alexa to flush our toilet i don't think so well, let's talk about the hypothesis. So cloud seeding was first attempted by Vincent Schaefer and Irving Langmuir after witnessing the artificial creation of ice crystals. Langmuir became an enthusiastic proponent of weather modification. Schaefer found that he dumped crushed dry ice into a cloud precipitation in the form of snow resulted. With regard to hurricanes, it was hypothesized that by seeding the area around the eye wall and silver iodine with latent heat would be released. This would promote the formation of a new eye wall. As the new eye wall was larger than the old eye wall, the winds of the tropical cyclone would become weaker due to a reduced pressure gradient. Even a small reduction in the speed of the hurricane's winds would be beneficial since the damage potential of a hurricane increased as the square of the wind speed, slightly lowering the wind speed would have been a large reduction in destructiveness. So being able to slow down a hurricane That'd be cool if we could do. Yeah. Like you're talking about, you got 80, we, we just had the other day, 30 mile an hour winds. People are blown all over the place. You know, you didn't get to pull your trash out um, until like right before the trash guy gets here because your trash would have been halfway across the street. There were trash cans on the road. There were trees down. You know, my buddy had a tree fall on his property. Imagine if we could slow down. And that was just the outside of a. a that was weird too. It was a tornado warning. Because all, all the shit on the road was blown down, not in the normal way. Going to the west, it was blowing from inland out to the ocean. Yeah. So all, all the trash cans were knocked down facing the ocean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nuts. Instead of the other way think, around. Like, you think of all these powerful forces in nature, you know? I'd be happy trying to, to harness think. it. it. That seems uncontrollable. It's like you're trying to bottle up fire. I'd, be, I'd be happy to think we've made any headway. See, and you know, like that says, cloud seeding is already, it's, it's a proven science. You know, well, we, we, could, can, we can make it rain, we can... We could have tested infections, um, instead of creating weapons with it, we could have used a better way to find research to develop better cures and be able to, you know, produce it in the opposite way, where yeah. we're able to cure it all instead of being able to infect people with it. It's like World War Z, where he had to infect himself with AIDS to get past the zombies because <laughs> he was seeing his dying or something. Like, it's crazy to think that, you know... We like to think the government would put it into good use, but there's always going to be that one person that's like, I think we use it for military purposes. Let's throw a hurricane at China and see what well, happens. Well, weather control is banned through the Geneva Convention. Is it really? It is. So, like, like so it's not hard to think that there is a weapon. Seeding clouds with poison was considered, and it was because of that it was banned. Or, or not just that, like. Trying to sow storms into the enemy lines, great mist, fog. How far into society are we going to go where it turns into cloudy like a chance of meatballs or just (laughs) able to shoot a machine up in the air and be able to print out food and send food down to Africa and all this place? 
the most plausible thing I ever heard was, uh, ever read Artemis Fowl? A little bit, yeah. Uh, one of the later ones, he, he uses, like, nano wafers. He made a Divergent series, right? Mm. What series did he make? I don't, I, all I know, I have a couple I, books it was books. Owen Culfer. I have a couple books. It was Owen Culfer, he made Artemis Fowl. I don't know what else he made. But one of the later books, he uses the fairy technology to create these, like, tiny nano-wafers that looked like snow. And he was going to seed clouds with them, and they would snow down onto the earth, and they would reflect um, the sun, and it would decrease... um, It it would lead to, like, a decrease in global warming. That's nuts. It was a really cool idea, and it's... That's why those books were cool, because it, it took, like, the... Mystery of life. Advanced, like, fairy technology yeah. and did, like, actual cool applicable things with it. Well, with regard to hurricanes, it was hypothesized that by seeding the area around the eye wall, which we just talked about, and then we talked about um, the Langmuir efforts and the research of Schaefer at General Electric, the concept of using cloud seeding to weaken hurricanes gathered momentum. Indeed, Schaefer had caused a major snowstorm on December 20th, 1946 by seeding a cloud. This caused GE to drop out this the GE to drop out for legal reasons. Schaefer and Langmuir assisted the U.S. military as advisors for Project Cirrus, this first large-scale study of cloud psychics and weather modification. It becomes more important goal was to try and weaken hurricanes. So we, this is Project Cirrus we're going to talk about now. Still part of it's just a small little one between Project um, Storm Fury. So Project Cirrus was the first attempt to modify a hurricane. It was in collaboration of the General Electric Corporation, the U.S. Army Signal Corps, and the Office of Naval Research, and the U.S. Air Force. After several uh, preparations and initial skepticism by government scientists, the first attempt to modify a hurricane began on October 13, 1947, on a hurricane that was heading west to east and out to sea. An airplane flew among the rain bands of the hurricane and dropped nearly 180 pounds of crushed dry ice into the clouds. The crew reported pronounced modification of the cloud deck seated. It is not known if it was that it was due to the seating next the hurricane changed direction and made landfall near Savannah, Georgia. The public blamed the seating and Irving Lamier claimed that the reversal had been caused by human intervention. Cirrus was canceled and lawsuits were threatened. Only the fact that a system in 1906 had taken a similar path as well as evidence showing that the storm had already begun to turn when seeding began ended the litigation. This disaster set back the cause of seeding hurricanes for 11 years. So like I said, when someone's affecting nature, someone's going to get upset. Because they waited for it to go out to the sea, you know? They were trying to make sure it was going through the ocean, where I don't, it wouldn't fuck up anyone, I don't and then believe, turn way back. I don't believe that this this person that found um, a system in 1906 that actually took a similar path, like they're going off an old case. It's like, that sounds like something they just made up last minute to kind of convince, like, hey, stop suing us now, because it obviously it's been shown before that it, it changed direction before we even got there. So it's like kind of proven false evidence. It's, I don't know, people... It's, it's... I mean, I'd do it if I was getting sued. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Like, people shouldn't stand in the way of this kind of research. Because, yeah, it turned and hit Georgia. But, one day we can make it 
Well, if your home turn gets, away from Georgia, if your home gets destroyed because government uh, messing around with nature, it's, we were talking about this last time too. You know, with the it's it's hard to tell the family of an organ donor or a potential organ donor. Yeah, uh, we know you're all broken up about your like son or husband or whatever who just died, but yeah, we're gonna take his organs. You know, it's well. Let's talk about it's hard to. Like, on on the individual human element, it's hard to ask people to sacrifice for the future of humanity. But well, between the projects, the United States Weather Bureau National Hurricane Research Project, founded in 1955, had one of its objectives to investigate the scientific validity of hurricane modification methods. To end this, silver iodide dispensers were tested in Hurricane Daisy in August 1958. The flares were deployed outside of the hurricane eyewall, so the equipment test ran rather than a modification experiment. The equipment malfunctioned in all but one of the flights, and no convulsive data was acquired. The first seeding experiment, the serious disaster, was attempted on September 16, 1961, into Hurricane Esther by NHRP in the United States Navy aircraft. Eight cylinders of silver iodide were dropped into Esther's eyewall, and winds were recorded as weakening by 10%. The next day, more seating flights were made. This time, the silver iodide did not fall into the eyewall, and no reduction in wind speed was observed. The two results were interpreted as making the experiment a success. The seeding into Hurricane Esther led to the establishment of Project Storm Fury in 1962. Project Storm Fury was a joint venture of the United States Department of Commerce and the United States Navy. So, to think that they got one result from one hurricane... And it was like, all right, this goes with what we're saying. We can affect hurricanes. And they did to a couple other ones. Like, all right, but they didn't happen to the other ones. So, but this happened. So we got this evidence. It happened this one time. So was that a freak incident? Or well, did we actually affect it? The most recent one, they got a actual control, though. Because the, the winds reduced by 10%, then they dropped it outside. That was, that was um, Esther. Yeah. So that was not the most recent one because they did a couple after that and then nothing else happened after those results. Maybe that might have just been a freak of nature then. Well, let's talk about Project Batten. The objective of Project Batten was the analysis of the life history of thunderstorms, a Department of Defense research activity supported by the Advanced Research Project Agency, known as Project Batten, sought to expand understanding of storm physics and an aid to weather forecasting fire prevention, and possibly for artificially controlling the weather. Dr. Helmut Weckman, as an employee of the U.S. Army Signal Research and Development Laboratory, and Dr. Paul McCready of Meteorology Research Incorporated were joint leaders of Project Batten team. The, all these projects are inside Project Storm Fury. Storm Fury is a combination of all these. Yeah. So during the 1962 July-August storm season in Flagstaff, Arizona, the scientists selected guinea pig storms and seeded them with chemicals. Effects were thoroughly analyzed from the ground and from the air with time-lapse motion picture cameras, still cameras, and storm radar, lightning detectors, and airborne heat sensors. Among the agents inserted into the selected clouds were condensation nuclei, which temporarily increased the number of water droplets in the cloud and pulverized dry ice, which turns a portion of the cloud to fine snow crystals that remain aloft. The utilization of these agents facilitated study of a storm's characteristics. So it seems like our expense or our knowledge on um, storms is actually expanding. Uh, we're becoming a little bit more like more known to 
uh, ways we can affect a hurricane. It seems like our process is getting better. It's hard to think that this program is not around anymore. Is there a different, newer uh, weather program that might be dealing with a thing? I hope so. Hopefully it's not for military purposes, but for, you know, beneficial purposes. Yeah, and, like, the military use of weather control is banned. For as much as our military gets wrong, it's really hard to think that, you know, not not our military, but our weathermen get wrong. Yeah. You would think that we'd have a better system to be able to actually predict if it's going to rain so I can figure out if I'm going to wash my car or not. Yeah. Well, let's talk about when Project Storm Fury begins. Robert Simpson became its first director serving in its capacity until 1965. There were several guidelines used in selecting which storms to see. The hurricane had to have a less than 10% chance of approaching inhabited land within a day, and it had to be within range of seating the aircraft, and it had to be fairly intense storm with a well-formed eye. The primary effect of this criteria was to make possible seating targets extremely rare. No suitable storms formed in the 1962 season. Next year, Storm Fury began by conducting experiments on cumulus clouds from August 17th to 20th of that year. Experiments were conducted in 11 clouds, of which 6 were seeded and 5 were controls. In 5 of the 6 seeded clouds, changes consisted with working hypothesis were observed. So, out of, basically that whole, a lot of these years are getting chalked up to, you know, less and less is happening. There's less and less natural disasters that they're able to use as experiments. So, on August 23, 1963, Hurricane Balua was the first site of the next seeding attempt. It is an indistinct eye wall in addition mistakes were made as the seedings of silver iodide were dropped in the wrong places. As a consequence, nothing happened. The next day, another attempt was made, and the cedars hit their targets. The eye wall was observed to fall apart and be replaced by another eye wall with a larger radius. The sustained winds also fell by 20%. All in all, the results of the experiments on Belua's were encouraging but inconclusive. So a lot of things are happening um, in their favor. Like, they're getting some crazy results, but they don't know if that's because of just the natural occurrence of the storm or what they're doing to it that's the issue with it because you can only get one control really because and you can't reproduce that's what that the other thing hurricane was. over and over again yeah because you get that one control and then like yeah you reduced but wait like we, we only had the one control where yep didn't do it this time did it this time was it it was it a accident well by since, chance so in six years after Balua, so Hurricane Balua happened in August 23, 1963. So six years later, no seedings were conducted for several different reasons. In 1964, measurement and observation equipment was not ready to be used. The year after that, all flights were used for additional experimentation in non-hurricane clouds. Joanne Simpson become its director in the beginning of 1965 while out to sea in August of the 1965 Atlantic hurricane season, Storm Fury meteorologists decided that Hurricane Betsy was a good candidate for seeding. However, the storm immediately swung towards land and on September 1st, the planned flights were canceled. For some reason, the press was not notified that there were no seedings and several newspapers reported that it had begun. At Betsy passed close to this um, hurricane, it smashed into the southern coast of Florida. The public and Congress thought the seeding was underway and blamed the government for their experimental procedure, even though the cloud wasn't even seeded. So it took two months for Storm Fury officials to convince Congress that Betsy was not seeded and the project um, was allowed to continue. 
A second candidate, Hurricane Alina, stayed too far out to sea. So we didn't get to test that one either. After Betsy, two other hurricanes came close to being seeded. Hurricane Faith was considerably a likely candidate, but it stayed out of range of the seeding planes. The same year, recon flights were conducted in Hurricane Inez, but there were no seedings. Both the 1967 and 1968 seasons were inactive. Because of that, there were no suitable seeding targets in either of those two seasons. So you're going, your work is off the basis of when are we going to have a good hurricane? So you could have years without a good storm. Yeah. You know, like we haven't seen a volcano eruption in forever. We haven't seen a tsunami in forever. We haven't seen a natural disaster that big or a giant earthquake that big. And like, imagine if you're testing earthquakes, unless you're causing them, like, that was the whole of people's thought. Are they making hurricanes and these hurricanes just wrecking? Like, all they can really do is just keep improving their equipment. See, that's that's the thing. I trust scientists. Like, if you're a scientist, you generally have a base level of respect for humanity. Or else you wouldn't be a scientist. So, probably wouldn't be causing a devastating earthquake test it you just you set up the equipment to test it if it happens well dr r cecil gentry became a director of storm fury in 1968 one more year from the good one there were no more seatings until 1969 oh and the interior equipment was improved what was once the primitive method of hand-dumping dry ice that was replaced with rocket canisters. People were throwing ice into the Just off of planes. Jesus. Catch. Um, canisters loaded with silver iodide. And then the gun-like devices mounted on the wings of the airplanes that fired silver iodide into the clouds. That is a big upgrade. Observation equipment was improved. Additional reconnaissance data was utilized to modify the working hypothesis. The new theory took cumulus towers outside the eye wall into account. According to the revised theory, by seeding the towers, latent heat would be released. This would trigger the start of new convection, which would then cause a new eye wall. Since the new eye wall was outside the original one, the first eye wall would be choked of energy and fall apart. In addition, since the new eye wall was broader than the old one, the winds would be lower due to a less sharp pressure difference. So instead of just figuring out we can only test if the if there's if it's out to sea and there's not touching anybody, they would use planes. Then he decided to build towers in cities where a hurricane was coming or where there's a possible chance for a hurricane. So that it would fly over the tower and release the iodide. That is really cool that's a way better idea yeah because then you can test more hurricanes that are affecting smaller populations near the area so hurricane debbie in 1969 provided the best opportunity to test the underpinnings of project storm fury in many ways it was the perfect storm for seating it did not threaten any land it passed within range of seating aircraft and was intense with a distinct eye on August 18th and again on August 20th, 13 planes flew out to storm to monitor and seat it. On the first day, wind speeds fell by 31%. On the second day, wind speeds fell by 18%. Both changes were consistent with Storm Fury's working hypothesis. Indeed, the results were so encouraging that a greatly expanded research program was planned. 
among other conclusions, was the need for frequent seating at close to hourly intervals. The 1970 and 71 seasons provided no suitable seating candidate despite this flights were conducted in Hurricane Ginger. Ginger was not a suitable storm for seating due to its diffuse, indistinct nature. Thus, seating had no effect. Ginger was the last seating done ever by Project Storm Fury. So after the seedings, Atlantic hurricanes meeting all the criteria were extremely rare, which made duplication of the success reached with Hurricane Debbie extremely difficult. Meanwhile, developments outside of meteorology hindered the cause of hurricane uh, modification. In the early 1970s, the Navy withdrew from the program. Storm Fury began to refocus its efforts on understanding rather than modifying tropical cyclones. At the same time, the project's aircraft was nearly at the end of its operational lifetimes at a cost of $30 million per year. Two Lockheed PR-3s were acquired due to the rarity of Atlantic hurricanes, meeting the safety requirements for the plans used to seed the clouds. So already, we're thinking of a better way of approaching Project Storm Fury. Instead of doing Project Storm Fury, it's gone now. We're working, instead of trying to modify a hurricane, we're working on just researching it more, sending more probes into hurricanes and understanding better ways to avoid them and better ways of understanding them might help us get a better way of being able to uh, create a way to disarm them. I like that idea. Like, we we just saw it in this article, you know. Each time it happens, even if they're not seated, people are so suspicious of any kind of weather control. They, they get scared of it, you know. They, people are paranoid of the government messing with them. Anyway. Well... I mean, the legacy behind it is, in the sense of weakening hurricanes to reduce their destructiveness, Project Storm Fury was a complete failure because it did not distinguish between national phenomena, the tropical cyclones, and the impact of human intervention. Millions of dollars have been spent trying to do the impossible. In the end, Project Storm Fury had two fatal flaws. It was neither microphysically nor statistically feasible. In addition, Storm Fury had been a primary generator of funding for the Hurricane Research Division while the project was operational. The HRD's budget had been around $4 million, or $16 million in 2008, with a staff of approximately 100 people. Today, the HRD employs 30 people and has a budget of roughly $2.6 million each year. It's a big decrease. So Project Storm Fury had positive results as well. Knowledge gained during flights proved invaluable to debunking hypotheses. Other science resulted in greater understanding of tropical cyclones. In addition, the Lockheed P-3s were perfectly suitable for gathering data on tropical cyclones, allowing improved forecasting of these monstrous storms. Those planes are still used by NOAA today. Former Cuban President Fidel Castro alleged that Project Storm Fury was an attempt to weaponize hurricanes. It's hard to think that, you know, it's, it wasn't, you know. I mean, it's definitely like you're a leader of some another country and you hear the government's flying into storms, dropping off chemicals, and it's like they're definitely trying to weaponize hurricanes. I mean, that was Japan's idea too, being able to weaponize. It's a scary thought of especially a foreign government being in control of the weather. Well, let's talk about the failure of the working hypothesis. So multiple eye walls have been detected in very strong hurricanes before, including Typhoon Sarah and Hurricane Donna. Although the double eyes were usually seen in very intense systems, 
double eyes were also seen post-seeding in some of the seeded storms at the time. However, the only known times that rapid changes in eyewall diameter other than during presumably successful seedings was during rapid changes in its intensity. It remained controversial whether the seedings caused the secondary eye walls or whether it was just a natural cycle. Like we were talking about before. It's hard to understand something like this because you don't know if that was the outcome of what was going to happen. It's a natural disaster, which means I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know anything like that. I don't know what you're going to do. You can decide to do something one minute and do something completely next. You know, you're, you're spontaneous. You know, storms are spontaneous. They can change on an instant. You know, yeah. we've, we've seen fires spread and then a wind change and then something like that happens. That's the whole idea of making it really, really hard to find a candidate to test for Project Storm Fury. So, in the overall wrap-up here, where do you come with, with Project Storm Fury? Do you see it as, like, it's, it's definitely a great idea, but you feel like the program was underfunded? I definitely think it was underfunded and a little bit more time and care should have probably been put into not researching, making it... Uh, like weaponizing it, but researching it as understanding it more. We need to understand more about weather and find better ways to avoid it. Because if we can avoid a massive natural disaster, that would be so beneficial. That's definitely where I stand. You know, people are, like, even the simplest things, people get so paranoid and scared about. The idea of a large government entity, like, controlling the weather, it... It is scary, especially if you're paranoid and you don't trust your government. I've heard so many, th you know, the, like, plane contrails? Yeah. You know, pe people get... You mean chemtrails? Well, they're called contrails, but they they call them chemtrails. They're making the frogs gay, okay? Yeah. Like, the, the working theory... not It's not a theory, because it's just baseless conjecture, you know? They think that they're seeding their contrails with chemicals. And they, I, I, the big one I hear so many times is, you know, sometimes you just see so many contrails, chemtrails hanging in the sky, you know, so there's so many there. Why does it happen? You know, you don't see the planes go by. Do you know why? No. It's because it's the, it's the pressure. So normally plane contrails dissipate pretty quickly, like the rate of a normal cloud, you know. Sometimes you see normal clouds hang in the sky for a really long time. It's because the pressure in the air doesn't allow the contrail to dissipate as quickly. So every plane that goes by, the normal amount of planes go by, you know. But their contrails stay in the air. That's why you see so many happen on certain days. Because the weather is that way, you know. People get so terrified because they don't know. Yeah. Well, I think there's two reasons why someone would freak out about something like this. One, the government having power that you can chalk up to something that we think of God's acts yeah. of natural disasters. Like God did that. A lot of people get religious with that. And being able to mess with something that's not, you know, that's a natural force is, is definitely something that people get scary about. Yeah. And also it's the fact that the government has an ability to do something you can't. You can't affect anything, but this government can learn how to affect it, whether it's for good or bad purposes. You're just afraid of what the outcome might be down the road. Because eventually, how long until that one person comes by and we get an Adolf Hitler that wants to throw a hurricane at something? Yeah. Well, anybody that wants to look up Project Storm Fury, it's definitely a very curious read. 
Um, it's, it gave me something to think about next time I look at a hurricane or a thunderstorm, thinking that there might be a probe up there that might be scanning and getting as much evidence as possible or some research as possible, just so we can soak up all the information about predicting this stuff. And later, maybe being able to make a thunder gun, dude. A gun that shoots out lightning or something. Dog. He's nuts. Well, stay tuned for the next episode of Fill in the Blank, and thanks, Evan, for, uh, educating me a little bit about weather too that I didn't know too much about. No problem, my guy.